Welcome to Eden Exchanges. In today's episode, we spoke to Colin Matthews, who is a gym's test and tag and fire safety franchisor in Melbourne's Northwest. Colin discussed with us how he changed his life after being retrenched from his job to growing a highly successful franchise business. We also found out about a well-established and lucrative gym's test and tag and fire safety opportunity in Tullamarine, which has just come to market and is now up for grabs. Today we're joined by Colin Matthews from the Gym's Test and Tag and Fire Safety Team in Victoria. Look, thanks a lot for joining us today, Colin. Pleasure to be here. Look, firstly, Colin, can you tell us how you came to head up your region in Melbourne for Gym's Test and Tag and Fire Safety? How did you get into that business and motivated you to to join the Test and Tag team? I came into the uh, business in 2004. I'd been retrenched and like everyone, you get to that point in your life where you start to to think about, well, is this what I really want to do or do I want to do something a little bit different, get in charge of my own destiny, all those sort of questions. And, and after a chat with my wife, I decided that rather than go back into corporate, where I came out of, was to, um, to have a crack on my own. And I decided on franchising because franchising, in my opinion, has the best chance of surviving and succeeding. So I had a look around, did my research, looked at quite a few different business models, and in the end, went with the test and tag because, A, I believed in it. B, Jim Penman's got a great reputation and looks after his people. And, yeah, so jumped in in November 2004. And when you said that comment, it's the most likely to survive, what did you mean by that? Well, small businesses, and some of this is anecdotal, I wouldn't like to put too much emphasis on the exact numbers, but anywhere between 60 and 80% of all startup small businesses fail in the first 12 months of operation. And that's why, for instance, finance companies and banks don't like loaning people any money in the first year or two when they're in business because they've just got a very, very high chance of failure. A franchise changes that significantly. It changes it from, you know, instead of a 20 or 30% chance of success to like a 70% chance of success, 80% chance of success. It just turns the percentage back around the other way. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. And that means it's really more suited to a certain type of person. I mean, even that mindset or that appreciation of risk as well has to be understood. Given that, who do you think would suit running a franchise in one of your territories? And where are your territories, in fact? My territories are the northwest part and slightly west part of Melbourne. It's sort of like from Sunshine up to Sunbury. And the sort of people really come from all walks of life. I, I don't think you could point to any one particular type of person and say, well, you know, only doctors can make it or only chemists can make it or whatever. That It's all a character trait that goes with it. And education itself is also not necessarily one of the things that makes a successful franchisee. What makes a successful franchisee is determination, being able to get yourself up in the morning at seven, get out the door and go and knock on doors or put tags on or whatever it is you're doing for the day and not just sit at home and wait. Yeah, that's great. And in terms of your area itself, there are you know, there are really pockets of you know almost spectacular growth in the economy, population growth. It sort of opens the door for some entrepreneurial people to get into that sector. Any particular trends going on in your regions that you can tell us a bit about? Well, as we know, Melbourne is experiencing a huge growth cycle at the moment and to the point where they reckon we're going to outgrow Sydney in population by 2020-ish, mid-2020s. 
And so what that means is that business also is going to grow because as the population grows, business grows. And the northern part of Melbourne is a huge growth area for population. And, and consequently, you'll see business follow that. I just think it's a huge opportunity over the next few years. It's interesting because I've heard there was a speaker, Bernard Salt, who's like a famous economist, you could say he's in the media. He, he was predicting that, if you know the Melbourne region, that Spencer Street will become the next Flinders Street in terms of the amount of population growth, traffic inbound from the north and northwest. I mean, surely that's going to be a boon for anyone that's servicing a B2B business like the Test and Tag guys. Is that is that correct there? Yeah, I, 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 absolutely. And not only that, the type of industry we're in, the safety industry, is not going to become or diminish in any way. It's going to get stronger and stronger as more and more emphasis and focus is put on getting people home at the end of the day safely. Yeah, great. And you also have some unique opportunities within your region particularly the Tullamarine region has popped up as well for someone looking for an opportunity. Can you outline that one a bit, Colin? Yeah, we have an existing business for sale in the Tullamarine area. Matt's been there for a few years now and developed it and done very, very well for himself. He's decided to head back to Tassie, where he comes from, and so this opportunity's popped up. The, The area around the Melbourne airport is just a huge growth area. Lots and lots of businesses are focused there because of the airport. And just, you, you sort of got to go in there to see it. There's a lot of businesses there, a lot. Um, when you say because of the airport, I mean, is that one of the biggest well, the businesses there? Or the airport is a focal point for yeah. business because it's a transit point. It's both people and goods. So there, there's a, a lot of businesses that exist around the airport because of that hub that it happens to be. Yeah, sure thing. And in terms of safety checking done by the airport, the testing and tagging, so is that a... Yeah, essentially all done by Jim's test and tag. No, I wouldn't say it's all done by Jim's test and tag. Mm-hmm. We have competitors, and I'm, I'm sure they're in there doing what they do. Mm-hmm. I personally don't tend to worry too much about competitors. I don't come across them too often in the marketplace. Matt's got a business there. He's turning over, you know, probably eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year in the test and tag side of it. He's mm-hmm. also an electrician, so he's got some yeah. electrical work to supplement that. And he does very well out of it. Yeah, great. And in terms of someone looking to get into that business, um, what type of commitment should they be expecting in terms of both time and financially? And apart from that, any particular sort of selling points about that business? I understand it's in a big region with a big market size, but what would come along with the purchase price of someone wanting to get in there? Well, the territory's yours. And as I said, you're getting an existing customer base that's been with the incumbent franchisee for over 12 years, some of them, some a bit more recent, and he's currently turning over that eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year. <laughs> I don't know where to go from. Look, the turnover is quite high, but the nature of the business is that margins are pretty high as well, isn't it? The, in test and tag, just doing test and tag, and Matt does pretty much only do test and tag. He does a little bit of fire, but it's only a little bit at mm-hmm. this point. Because there's no cost of goods, it's only labour. So the labour's all yours. Typically, you're going to spend around thirty dollars to $35,000 a year running your business, and that covers all your leasing and vehicle leasing and your accountant's fees and Jim's fees and everybody else's fees that put their hand out. So after that, it's every dollar's yours. So if you're turning over $100,000, $120,000 a year, then that's ninety grand in your pocket. 
And you've got to remember there's also a company vehicle that goes with that, fully maintained. So you get a fully maintained company vehicle if it's a newie that's valued, I think, by the RACV at around about 20 grand a year. So it's not a bad package. Yeah, and you did mention those numbers there. But what's also is important with it is that it's also a, while you have to work hard to, to get that business going well, there's a very important lifestyle element to it as well. I mean, how is say from your personal experience running a gym's test and tag affected your lifestyle well i've done very well out of gyms i've been doing it since um, november 2004 which is coming on over 13 years now mm-hmm. and it's paid the rent put food on the table i'm ex-corporate where you know you're working at least 50 hours a week these days i work my 35 hours sometimes less same money yeah so it's it's a much more appealing proposition than um, Slaving at a desk, you think it's something like that. <laughs> Honestly, for the first six months that I, I did this job, I drove around with a big smile on my face. It's just, it's just such a difference. It's something I should have done when I was 30 years old instead of when I was 40 odd. Oh, it's not too late yet. So, I think, I mean, for anyone who's really interested in it, I think the opportunity is there for the right type of person. How would they reach out to you and what will be the next steps there? Well, you just respond to the, to the web page or the Facebook page or Ring the one three number and we'll get in contact with you and we'll arrange to sit down and have a chat and no high pressure sales gimmicks. It's just a, a nice friendly chat like we're having now about what you're looking to get out of it, what you can get out of it and how we can help you. Simple as that. It would be one of the biggest things that anyone's ever done other than get married and buy a house. So it's really, really important that they do all their diligence. We supply them with every franchisee's name and number that we've got in the organisation, and we encourage them to ring every single one and get their stories, good and bad. Yeah, for people coming in, they are getting an established business with this opportunity. There's also a fairly significant portion of training and mentorship that comes along with this, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. The training that you go through, the, the formal training is now... I think almost 20 days, so it's like four weeks. It's uh, quite intense. And so you come out of that ready to go, basically. It's about, I'd say, 70%, 60 70% technical, and the other 30% would be how to run a small business. Now, some people are already experienced in that and don't really need it, but as it's a group class and there's a lot of different people in there, pretty much everyone goes through the same thing. Yeah, and also there's a lot of business training and ongoing mentorship. It's after that training's done. Yeah, you're, you're also essentially tied with someone with you or someone like yourself that will guide correct. you along the way, right? Yeah, yeah. You, your franchise always like a football coach. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they're there to, to help you with your training and point out where you're going wrong and help you with your motivation and all those sorts of things. That they can't actually do the job for you. You've still got to do that yourself, but. But yeah, so a lot of mentoring, and when guys come on with me, I'm ringing them daily, unless they say, no, don't do that. But yeah, pretty much stalking them, <laughs> because it's just so important that you, you stay on top of any little issues that pop up, and, and uh, if you stay motivated, and, uh, you know, if, if you've got little, little issues, they need to be dealt with. Yeah, so that's my job, that's what I do, yeah, mentoring. All right, fantastic. And... And where do you see your region heading over the next couple of years? Look, as I said, Melbourne's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the opportunities that come with that, if you're there and you're hooking in, you'll you'll make use of it. All right. Fantastic. And how has the gyms, test and tag and fire safety group progressed, say, in Australia and and your region over the last couple of years or so? Well, when I came into it, (laughs) there there was only... 
23 of us. Mm. There's now over 200. Wow. So, uh, and it's growing every day. Every month we put more and more um, franchisees on. So it's just going to get bigger and bigger. It is getting bigger and bigger, but the market, there's a the slice, I mean, there's enough market for everyone to eat out of that pie, I think, isn't there? Yeah, it's really difficult to say how big yeah. the market actually is, so it's a bit of a guess, yeah. right? A little bit of a guess. It's an educated guess, but there's a bit of guesswork in there. But we estimate that we've probably only got 10 or 15% of the, the entire market. I would say that the entire test and tag industry probably only has a a 60 or 70% market penetration, there's still a lot of people out there who do not test and tag. So, and and not only that, surprisingly, there's a lot of people who do not do exit light testing and don't do fire extinguisher testing. So basically, all you got to do is go out there and knock on the doors and the business is there to get. Fantastic. Look, I think it's it's been really insightful so far. One thing I always wanted to ask was, do you ever get much interested from people who are coming from the fire industry itself, like fire professionals or ex-firefighters, or, or is it a, like a big spread of people you mentioned earlier? Is, is there a niche there for people transitioning from that industry to get in there? We have people working for us who have come out of the fire industry, but typically it mm. does tend to be a fairly wide palette, yep. if you like, of people. Yeah, so it is that attitude being the most important part. Um, yeah, well, the people who want to have a go, basically. They, they want to make a change. They've decided that they don't like their lifestyle, that they're, they're living at the moment for whatever reason, too hard, too many hours, not enough money, um, not enough time with the kids, not enough time to go play golf, whatever it happens to be, and they actually decide to have a go, make a change, do something about it. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the, the catalyst, usually. And how long does it usually take to get to that level where you can live that type of lifestyle you're talking about? It differs, and, and it differs a lot from person to person. It's a very hard question to, to give a definitive answer to. There, We've had guys who've come in and nailed it after six months. Right, Absolutely right. nailed it. We've had other guys who've taken three years. Where you're going to sit, a prospective person coming in, where they're going to sit within that spectrum, within that range, is going to be entirely up to them. If you follow your training, you work hard, you'll do well. If you don't work quite so hard and you don't quite follow the training, then maybe you don't quite get there as quickly. Well, thanks a lot for that, Colin. It's been really insightful. And we do encourage anyone interested in the gym's test and tag and fire safety opportunity to reach out or head to their website at gymstestandtag.com.au. And again, the Tullamarine opportunity we talked about, it's situated in a growth hotspot in Melbourne. So please get in touch with Colin for more information about that. And once again, thanks again for joining us today, Colin. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we touched on the exclusive Tullamarine Territory up for grabs and had a one-on-one with the franchisor, Colin Matthews. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to EdenExchange.com or BusinessByInvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn and Instagram for recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can also subscribe to this series on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks for listening and see you next time.